The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That is greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, Today we're going to talk about testosterone. I have had probably close to a half dozen consults in the last month or so. So I think it is time to revisit testosterone. Now, women, you are going to feel like you need to mentally check out. And I will encourage you 100% not to. Not because I'm going to say, well, this might apply to your um, significant other or, you know, like someone that you love in your family. That is not the reason. The reason is, is that we as women also have testosterone. And so oftentimes with hormonal imbalance, you'll actually see a shift and change. So testosterone, for example, is needed for strong bones. Uh, Think about (laughs) what that means for women with like osteopenia or osteoporosis. So Um, If you feel like this testosterone show will not be applicable to you, I would beg to disagree. You will want to stay tuned. What I think is really interesting, I was talking to a patient this past week, and he has been a patient since 2014. So he's he's been a patient for a while, which is awesome. Our office is mostly referral based. Here's what's really cool. I actually um, went into his patient account because I, I didn't want to lie on the radio. I wanted to, to be truthful about what I was saying. So he's been a patient since 2014. And I looked to see how old he was. And I had come up with an age that I kind of thought he was. Um, but he, he's actually uh, older than I thought. He's 74, which is really cool. And here's why. I was chatting with him this past week, and he, um, I said, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? And because I hadn't seen him in a bit. And he said, um, I'm doing really good. He was talking about how he had known of this individual who wanted to run a um, marathon every day. Like, I don't know how that this is possible I think that's kind of crazy. And he he agreed with that too. He said, but it made me start thinking that I wanted to commit to something. And he said, all right, well, what'd you commit to? He said, this year I'm committed to riding my stationary bike for 35 minutes every day. 
which I think is awesome, right? Like that's a, that's a very obtainable goal to reach every single day. And especially at 74 years old, like <laughs> how amazing for his health, 74 years old on no medication, feels great. And he goes, I tell, you know, I tell my friends because they're like, oh my gosh, you're looking so great. I should see if he wants to be a radio testimony. He's like, you're looking so great. And he was like, here's what I do. I get adjusted. I'm exercising. I stretch. I do. I eat well. I do all of these things. He goes, I feel like I'm the opposite of Benjamin Button. He said, I feel like every year I get a little bit older, but inside I feel better and younger than I did the year prior for what I keep doing to my health. And I'm like, how amazing is that? And it's just kind of what we set out to do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Yes, we care about headaches, neck pain, and back pain. It's obviously, it moves the needle for people. It's a driving point. But when you look at someone like this gentleman who's, you know, been a patient for, you know, you know, pushing on a decade, and we see how he treats his body and how what he gives it, what he does to his body, how he cares for it. You know, I see people that are in their 50s or 60s and have lost their health. They're not able, you know, mentally, maybe they have desires still. Physically, they're not capable of it. So I see this aspect of someone who comes into the office, 74 years old, is feeling better every single year. And I just told him, I said, imagine if you told people about what you have. Everyone desires what he has. Everyone wants it. And you're like, you know what that comes in the form of? The five essentials, exactly what we teach at the office. Getting adjusted, restoring your central nervous system and its function, mindset, nutrition, detoxification, exercise. You know, and he's doing these things and it's just, it's really refreshing to be able to see someone just really um, value their health and take care of it. So talking about testosterone today, but before we dive into that, let's get into some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. Today's Health in the News. Midriff a bulge linked to later physical decline study says so the article is short and sweet if you're a man or a woman approaching 50 look down at your middle if you're like many people you might have to lean over a bit to see your feet that happened to me um but there was a baby in there um <laughs> i feel that pain yes it's a dread it's the dreadful midriff bulge that's expanding waistlines that can often creep up on you as you age, much like the receding hairline or extra wrinkles. Tough to combat. It almost seems like it's a rite of passage, but right part of cycle of life, right? But a new study has found that allowing your middle to expand will do more than send your, you shopping for the next size up in britches. 
can also harm your physical ability later in life. So this study, which followed about 4,500 people who are 45 years and older in Norway for over two decades, it's a long time, found participants who had a high or moderately high waist circumference at the start of the study were 57% more likely to become, quote, frail than those with a normal waistline. But frailty is not tottering elderly person bent over a cane that comes to mind. Instead, frailty includes a poor grip strength, a slower walking speed, overall exhaustion, unintentional weight loss, and low physical activity. Uh, Typically, when they talk about unintentional weight loss in that regard, I believe they're talking to muscle mass, loss of muscle mass. So people who are obese at the start of the study, defined as having a BMI of 30 or higher, were almost two and a half times more likely to be frail than those with a normal BMI, which is 18.5 to 24.9, according to the study published in January of 2023. I was published in the BMJ, British Medical Journal Open. There could be several reasons, according to the study's author. Obesity leads to an increase in inflammation in fat cells, which can damage muscle fibers, resulting in reduced muscle strength and function. The results highlighted the need to stay on top of both overall weight gain and any rise in weight circumference and to broaden the definition of frailty. In the context where the population is rapidly aging, and the obesity epidemic is rising, growing evidence recognizes the subgroups of, quote, fat and frail older individuals, in contrast to viewing frailty as only a wasting disorder. So they talk about how do you combat the decline? (laughs) Exercise. Exercise can help counter the growing frailty that aging may bring. Adults should perform muscle strengthening exercises involving all major muscle groups on at least two or more days a week. In addition to exercising at least two hours and 30 minutes per week at a moderate intensity. Now, again, this doesn't have to be even one where you join the gym. This could be one where um, I had a patient who literally couldn't afford to go to a gym and she went around the grocery store and did power walking around the grocery store. I'm like, huh, interesting. So um, that is considered moderate exercise, a brisk, intense walk. Reducing body fat and building lean muscle can help improve balance and posture. To stay healthy and strong, try to do both aerobic and strength exercises. They appear to work together and help each other move towards better outcomes, said Dr. William Roberts, a professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community at the University of Minnesota Medical School. He said a balanced program of strength and aerobic activity is probably best and probably more closely mimics the activities of our ancestors, which help determine our current gene set. So, and that's one too, I feel as if nowadays, um, <laughs> every time I say that, like nowadays, I always want to say back when I was a kid, um, but more candidly <laughs> being serious, you know, the access to at-home weight programs now that are very, very affordable or free, actually, you have at your fingertips things that you can do from a, like an at-home 
weight-bearing exercise, like all that stuff is at your fingertips. So just a really great aspect of getting up and, and moving. So when we come back and talk about everyone's heard of low T, what is testosterone and why has it decreased over the last couple decades? You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we are talking about testosterone. So oftentimes, I get individuals. <laughs> well, okay, so here's how a lot of my radio show ideas come about. One, I bully friends and family to give me ideas. I've been doing this show for almost 10 years, and sometimes what I think is a really good idea, I'll come in here to record, and I'll ask my radio producer, and I'll say, hey, Jeremy, um, I think this is a really good idea. And I'll like spew the topic name. And he said, I'll say, can you tell me when the last time I did that topic was? And there's a couple of times he was like, you did that uh, like a week or two ago. <laughs> like, so my brain a month ago thought that it was a good topic too. Uh, but it's unfortunate. My uh, brain from a couple weeks ago and sometimes my current inactive brain, they don't communicate as well as they should. Um, or I'll just say, where have I gotten the most amount of questions? And now if that's what I'm being asked in office, then surely there's enough questions outside of office. And for some reason, it has just been a season that I have been getting a ton of questions about testosterone. Now I'm going to make this disclaimer one more time. If you're a female who is listening, this does apply to you too. When we talk about hormone and hormone production, it is one that affects women. So testosterone levels decline steadily in adult women. And oftentimes, um, testosterone, low T, can produce a variety of symptoms. So women, if you have a low libido, if you have reduced bone strength, what that would mean is if you fall into the category of osteopenia or osteoporosis, that would be what's considered reduced bone strength. Poor concentration, depression, that can be linked to low T. So this this today will apply to you. So when you think, I'm not a man, you're <laughs> like, oh, testosterone women, and you're like, chin hairs in a deep voice, and you're like, 
No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, that being said, it's just not as often that we see testosterone therapy prescribed to women. Um, but it is still there. Uh, a secondary too that we'll kind of talk about. Uh, low testosterone in women can be caused by a removal of ovaries as well as other disease processes of the pituitary, hypothalamus, and adrenals, which I thought was really great to see adrenal dysfunction being referenced in something, especially to that is clinically supported when you're like, oh my gosh, your stress, clearly your stress can't be causing all of these problems. And you're like, mm, or is your stress affecting your adrenals, which is affecting your hormones? And one of those hormones is testosterone. So we're going to talk about that. Let's start off with talking about, so if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life, I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. So what is testosterone? Testosterone is a hormone found in humans as well as in other animals. So in men, the testicles primarily make testosterone. Women's ovaries also make testosterone, though obviously in much smaller amounts. This is often from a female component. Why, if they try to do a hysterectomy, you'll hear full or partial. Full is where they take out the uterus and the ovaries. Partial is where they just take out the uterus but try to leave the ovaries. One of these reasons is for hormone balance because even though you might not, you might be out of the childbearing age. And when we say, oh, you know, like, These nerves in your lumbar spine are the ones that go out to your reproductive organs and people will kind of jokingly say, oh, I don't, I want to make sure those don't work. Um, And I laugh, ha, ha, ha. I love your jokes. Uh, (laughs) Some of you do have good jokes. Um, But it is one, it's for hormone production. So it, it is important. So the production of testosterone starts to increase significantly during puberty and begins to dip around the age 30 or so. Um, testosterone is most often associated with sex drive, plays a role in sperm production, but it also affects bone and muscle mass. Um, the way that men store fat in the body, testosterone has an effect on, and even red blood cell production. So it also can have an effect on mood. So some symptoms often that we'll see. So if you're like, I'm not really sure. I've never had my testosterone checked. If you feel as if some of these symptoms apply to you, this might be a sign of low testosterone. So decreased sex drive, less energy, weight gain, feelings of depression, moodiness, low self-esteem, less body hair, thinning bones. Um, Oftentimes I'll see a symptom be erectile dysfunction So here's, here's something that's kind of interesting. Uh, there are certain reasons why. One of them is AIDS, that testosterone production would naturally taper off. Um, an injury to the testicles, uh, cancer treatment is one of them. Cancer treatments oftentimes negatively affect testosterone. Chronic health conditions and stress. So kidney disease, cirrhosis of the liver, Cirrhosis of the liver would often be secondary to alcoholism. So alcoholism is on there. Um, AIDS. So there are reasons for the natural decline. 
but here's what um there is some natural aspect i will say this though the levels of testosterone that are current are very different than they were decades ago there are two research articles that have looked at references one was done in 2007 another one was published in 2021 here's what's really interesting so here's what they looked at the average american male and they controlled for age and other relevant factors so the average american male had a testosterone reading of 605 so nanogram per deciliter so 605 20 years later the average level plummeted by 27% to just 450 nanograms per deciliter. So 605 to 450. So that means the average 22-year-old man today has the average testosterone roughly equal to that of a 67-year-old man in 2000. I'm going to go into a little bit about why I think this happens. Though that being said... I feel like there's a very important, and I talk a lot to women in menopause about this. Yes, this is obviously different. Though that being said, there are natural courses of aging our bodies are meant to go through. Menopause is one of them, right? I feel like menopause is one that's talked about more than declining testosterone, Show me one woman who is in their 70s who still has a menstrual cycle. And the answer is you can't. Reason being is because the way that we were created, the way that we are made, the way that God made us is that we had childbearing years. And there's a certain point. I talk to moms all the time about this. You know, they say, oh, my gosh, you're 38. You're advanced maternal age. <laughs> you're like... But a husband and a wife naturally conceived and they're like, oh, you're so old. And the only thing I can ask is that, does does God still have your body prepared and able? Are you still maturing eggs and um, maturing follicles in terms of eggs? Your husband's still producing sperm? Okay, well then a biological age, regardless of what your medical doctor thinks, like you're still there. Now, that being said, if you have a 60-year-old who's naturally conceiving, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I always kind of tease grandma and grandpas who, like, watch their grandkids. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And I'm like, yes, that is the reason why that, you know, God made it so that our bodies stop having kids. At a certain age, we're not supposed to be, like, getting up every 60 to 90 minutes for a newborn, you know, I am very, very thankful for grandparents. So like it's, but there's, but we've kind of pegged menopause, for example, is this like health problem that we need to fix with hormone replacements and God designed our body, every single woman to go through menopause. Now, similarly, this is not menopause for men, obviously. But the problem that I see is that drug companies have kind of seen this niche, this niche of people who are like declining testosterone. That's a problem. But you're, here's my question then. Show me one 
80-year-old who has the same testosterone as a 25-year-old. Maybe both eat well, both exercise, both do all the things. And you're like, well, why? Because declining testosterone is still a normal part of aging. Now, I do want to address, I understand, going through hormonal changes is hard. (laughs) I've not done either one of those two things, but I, I did have babies. Lots of hormones come there. And I did nurse. Lots of hormones come there. Interestingly enough, women... Uh, the same changes for breastfeeding are the same that you get in menopause. So kind of a fun fact. So we're going to talk about ways to look at naturally increasing your testosterone and some of the pitfalls of low T or testosterone replacement. I do want to affirm to you that decline is normal. So but when we come back, I'm going to give you some more tips next you're listening to maximize your life with dr leanne we're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com this is maximize your life with dr leanne of greenwood family chiropractic for more information and to schedule an appointment visit greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com everything comes alive Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. That's 317-893-2853. You can schedule your appointment online. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. That is GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. And those of you who are still listening, this past week, I actually got to uh, revisit a couple of patients who had come and kind of life had floated them away and got to meet some new faces that listen to the office that I just hope you guys know that every time you come in, I am so appreciative and so excited to meet people that I've been speaking to now for years, right? Close to decade but how amazing it is to actually be to come in and meet you guys so it it is always such a blessing it is always so nice to be able to see you now today we're talking about testosterone so we explained what it is now here's one of the things that I would like to crush uh, pretty immediately and that is low t replacement the testosterone replacement if and you can kind of remember this um, back in like the early 2010, right? Like 2010 to 2012-ish, I would say, if I remember correctly, you would see low T centers on every corner. It was just, everyone was doing it. It was kind of this new fad, testosterone replacement, right? It was like, if you want to lessen fatigue, decrease body fat, increase sex drive, lessen erectile dysfunction, like all of these things, like all you have to do is just do these low T centers. But (laughs) um, in 2013, 
a study that encompassed uh, insurance data prescription on more than 10 million men. 10 million. This was not a small cohort. They looked at 10 million men aged 40 and older, and they looked at from 2001 to 2011. And this was published, so this was published in 2013. It was published in the Journal of American Medical Association, Internal Medicine, so JAMA Internal Medicine. Over that decade with um, testosterone replacement therapy, it was prescribed in the form of topical gels, skin patches, pills, injections. They found that um, the amount that was prescribed in that 10 years had tripled. And what they found through these studies is that uh, in a five-year period between these studies, they found a um, huge increase in heart attacks, in strokes from this um, treatment change. Uh, what they had found. So researchers at the University of Texas at Southwestern Medical Center reviewed records from about 9,000 men with low T who underwent um, coronary angiogram, a procedure that uses dyes and x-rays to peer into the heart arteries. And they looked at um, between 2005 and 2011. Um, and they found about one in five, so 20%, had a bad cardiovascular outcome, including stroke, heart attack, or death. They found in more than 1,200 men who got testosterone, nearly one in four had those um, uh, had a 30% increased risk of that. So when they first started, they weren't really being as transparent about the adverse outcomes and the increased risk that came with um, hormone replacement. So then what happened is in October of 2016, the Food and Drug Administration, so the FDA, approved changes to testosterone labeling to highlight the potential for heart-related side effects, mental health abuse issues for testosterone. So in your brain somewhere, it might, it might not, but it might likely be thinking, I could just do the really... Um, the easy thing like let me do the gel let me do the whatever let me do the this let me like but why is it that in the last 40 years right there's a 20 percent 27 percent loss and this is someone who's in their early 20s and I feel like our our lifestyle has changed right our lifestyle has changed a bunch um one that I would like to highlight is exercise. Like this is one that you're like, oh, yeah. But I, you know what wasn't around 40 or 50 years ago? Like video games. <laughs> like, I see it so often that it's, it's one that you're like, our decrease in physical activity, I personally believe, has a bearing in this. Exercise is one of the most effective ways to prevent tons of lifestyle diseases, but it's one that boosts testosterone. So a study that was published in 2015 
uh, involving men with obesity found that increased physical activity was more beneficial than calorie restriction for increasing testosterone. This is one where they found more so uh, resistance training, such as weightlifting, uh, have boost testosterone in the short term, as well as HIIT training, high intensity interval training. So that's one where you actually have to work on getting your maximum target heart rate. So you're like, hey, I'm going to go out for a walk. That is wonderful. I want you to go out and walk. That will not move the needle for increasing your testosterone. So high intensity interval training, resistance trainings with heavy weights. So this is one where you're like, you have to be able to get your maximum target heart rate over 80%. In order to find that number, that's a really easy search through the internet. How, what is my maximum target heart rate? And what will happen is you will find this calculation where you type in your age and it'll give you a way to say, here's what it is. When you go through and work out, then your goal is to actually count, right? Like, let's look at the maximum target heart rate and see what it is. So then that way you're like, gosh, I really thought I was just ready to die, right? Like ready to pass out because I was so, I was pushing myself so hard. And then you look and you're like, well, you were really only at like 40 to 50% of your maximum target heart rate. So friend, you can go a little bit harder. (laughs) So get up and move. Like so oftentimes, or especially I think about this, like as we age, we don't work out as often. Like my 74-year-old man who is committed to 35 minutes on his stationary bike every day. He's the minority, not the majority. But now, right, like as a, a holistic wellness chiropractor, you're like, why is it that elderly people or as we age, we don't work out more? And so oftentimes what I see from my end of it is that people are like, oh, I have lower back pain or when my hips hurt or my knee hurts. We've got all these different things that come on because these generalized aches and pains that we've just pegged because, hey, we're in our 60s now or our 70s. But it's your body's not meant to be like that. We didn't, we weren't created to break down. So it's just that aspect of ensuring like, are we making sure that we're taking care of our health so that we can? So I'm not going to tell you, right, because oftentimes I have a lot of like really good research, that like chiropractic boost immune system and, you know, restoration of the cervical curve uh, by angiogram has shown that it helps increase blood flow to the brain. Right, like we've got all of these like really great articles. And I can't, so I can't tell you like you're going to get adjusted and your testosterone is going to increase. But You know, the nerves in your lower back are the ones that go out to your reproductive organs. And your reproductive organs um, are the ones responsible for creation of testosterone. That being said, it's like, well, why aren't you doing some of this stuff? Well, I don't have knowledge about what I should eat. Like, I don't know how to make that change. Well, let us help you. Hey, I don't exercise because it really hurts my body. Okay, well, then what are you doing to help your body? (laughs) Like, you see how this all comes full circle? Like, this is part of what we do for those five essentials. You've got to take care of the body as a whole. One that I will say too is that the way that we eat now, it's not great. Um, what they found is that glucose lowered testosterone by 25%. 25%. That is a large number. Now, it's not long-term. What is really great is they found that a lot of these Um, from like a sugar standpoint, because they looked at sucrose, glucose, fructose, which is fruit sugar. Um, What they found was that they were acute, meaning they weren't long term. 
So this is one where you think, oh my gosh, I've done all of this consumption of sugar for how long? What is the long-term effect? In this regard, it's an aspect where once you stop doing this, the body's design is to get back to where it was, which I think was, is, um, it's, it's, it's a really, you know, our human body, the way that we made. So when you're looking at like glucose that, like I said, they also looked at fructose, which is fruit sugar. And, um, so when you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have a lot of sugar, but you're eating a bunch of watermelon and grapes and cantaloupe, oddly enough, those are very, very high fructose foods. You don't necessarily think about that as something that would decrease your testosterone, but those are ones you've got to cut out sugar and things that turn into sugar. And again, you might say, well, there's nothing wrong with grapes and watermelon. I agree. But if you're doing all of the other things that I talk about, then I don't think that eating too many grapes or watermelon would be the cause of your low T, right? Mm, that right there's not going to make a whole lot of friends, but uh, here's another one too. This one comes with a caveat that I have to say, I don't put you on medication. I don't take you off medication. If you have any questions, ask your prescribing provider. Um, we have demonized cholesterol, friends. We have demonized cholesterol. And what I see and what I know is that cholesterol is a building block, which means that uh, it is a vital component for hormone production. Let me say that again. There is a correlation between your cholesterol and testosterone. <laughs> cholesterol is a vital component for hormone production, meaning testosterone and estrogen. And you need to eat fat, right? Like the problem is, is that we're so statin happy that we're like, oh my gosh, this needs to be preventative. We need to do this. Again, what is happening is that we're getting our cholesterol to these incredibly, absurdly low numbers. Yay, we're going to celebrate that your cholesterol's 120. And then all of a sudden, we can't figure out why if we give ourselves a medication, right, we're taking a chemical that sh stops our liver. Literally, that's the design of it. It stops the liver from producing cholesterol. Chole I mean, Right? You can't just say, hey, liver, stop functioning in this one regard. <laughs> what happens is, is that liver uh, stops functioning in other regards, like managing excess sugar, like glycogen. And then all of a sudden, a known side effect of statins over the course of time is type 2 diabetes. What did I just talk about? Glucose and insulin, right? And how it decreases testosterone. And so when you're like, we're celebrating the fact that we're not eating any fats, we're on this low fat diet, because our doctors are what told us, hey, you know, saturated fats are what increases cholesterol. So now you're not getting any really great eggs, or um, really good quality healthy red meat. Don't eat the general conventional ones. I don't think that that's good for you. So we're not getting all of these really great fats that not only nourish our brain, but also are needed for hormone production. And then again, on the secondary, we're like, oh my gosh, low T, let's give it a shot. <laughs> like We're so backwards. But then two, saturated fats of vital, vital to vitamin A and vitamin D absorption. They're fat-soluble vitamins. And vitamin D has been shown as a key component for producing healthy testosterone levels. So there's actually a study that showed that um, healthy men who supplemented with 3,332 IUs, <laughs> vitamin D, for a year. 
ended up with 25% more testosterone than those who took the placebo. So about 3,300. What do we have in our essential pack? What we take at the office? 5,000. 5,000. Vitamin D. It's a fat-soluble vitamin. So if you're also not eating fats, which is a building block for hormone, your body can absorb vitamin D as well, which is also needed, right? (laughs) Do you see this like whole, and if we can get it from the sun, do it. You know, but if you live in Indiana and there's a couple months of the year that we might not see the sun, then that's one that I would strongly, strongly recommend you to supplement. Another study was done in 2017 involving over 100 men with a vitamin D deficiency found that taking a vitamin D supplement increased testosterone and improved erectile dysfunction, right? So those are the ones, if you don't know what your vitamin D level is, like we do in-office testing, it's a very simple finger prick, you just take it home. Zinc is another one, Right? There was a study that was done that found zinc supplementation increased testosterone's level and improved sexual function in postmenopausal women with low blood levels of zinc. Uh, Another one found it beneficial for men with low testosterone and infertility, particularly if they had a testosterone deficiency. Uh, Also studies saw palmetto, ashwagandha. Also very interesting, saw palmettos and our multivitamins, so is zinc for men. So these are ones like, are you taking your vitamins? Ideally, get it through food, right? Oysters are one of the highest, like, all right, are you ready for this? I love when I get to put these things together for you. I'm so excited. Um, Zinc is one of the highest foods, um, our oysters are one of the highest foods for zinc. Oysters are one of the highest foods for zinc. And so again, they're like, hey, zinc supplementation can uh, increase your testosterone, which will increase your libido, which is why they say that oysters are supposed to be like an aphrodisiac, right? Why? Because of the zinc in there. Boom. Putting it together. You've heard about all these things. I was really excited about um, turkey and tryptophan a couple weeks ago. Um, If you don't know, we have a podcast. You can go back and listen. It's called Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Estrogen-like chemicals, I will tell you that this is one that, again, I see so much. Men, you are – so chemicals that mimic estrogen in the body. If you are having an increase of estrogen, your body naturally decreases testosterone. These estrogenic-like chemicals we are exposed to so oftentimes. Parabens, what is that in? That is in your – Um, shampoo that's in your if you use conditioner that is in your body soap right that lathers up that is in your shave gel that could be in any lotion that you put on that is on your um, especially for like estrogen like chemicals your cologne that you put on um, deodorant but then too they are in tons of plastics if you get one thing away from this, it's called go home and anything that is plastic that you store or cook your food in, any plastic that you drink out of, throw it away now. And we're not just talking about the clear plastic, but this is other plastic too. Any plastic cups or dishes that you have in your home, put them immediately in the trash. Another one is your alcohol consumption. Uh, Some research found that alcohol consumption can decrease testosterone levels uh, as quickly as 30 minutes after you drink alcohol. Heavy alcohol consumption leads to reduced testicular function and testicular atrophy, which is why um, cirrhosis of the liver and alcoholism are two reasons why testosterone can be low. 
And the last two I'm going to touch base on are sleep and stress. Stress is hard. It's not a tangible one. But um, stress in and of itself is the problem because of cortisol. Stress increases cortisol, which negatively impacts testosterone. Study in 2016 found that stressful events contribute to erratic, erratic changes in testosterone in men. Uh, in the months, two months before final exams, 58 male and female medical students filled in questionnaires and gave saliva samples while under exam stress. The study showed a significant increase in testosterone under exam stress for men, while women had a substantial decrease. So they suggest the stress response in the male study participants resulted in aggression, emotional inhibition, rumination, and can explain the difference in um so that's but that's short term because it goes up and then it then it tanks. So cortisol has a very very large effect in terms of um, storing fat around your organs too, body fat. And so again, different types of fat affect hormones differently. So stress, fat, and the last one just briefly is talking about your sleep. I think that sometimes we don't think it's a, a big deal if we skimp on our sleep or we pride ourselves on how little we sleep. I had a professor who did that. He's the worst anyways. Um, but the ideal amount of sleep varies from person to person. A small study in 2011 found that sleeping only five hours per night was linked to a 10 to 15% reduction in testosterone levels. Um, interestingly, one study involved with older men found that increased sleep the uh, duration up to 9.9 hours was associated with an increase. Um, but then if they actually slept over 9.9, i.e. 10, there it was tied to a lower one. So I would say like the average you're looking at is like seven to eight hours of sleep every night. So it's one that you ensure that you're getting quality sleep and you're optimizing your health overall. So there are ways, but here's what you have to do. It's not a pill. It's not a potion. It's not a lotion. You're not going to pop it in. You're not going to rub it on. You're not going to inject it. This is one where you have to change your lifestyle. And these are not very hard ones to do to start making those changes. But if you need more support on how to do those things, let us be your guide. Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or we can always check it out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. So look forward to next week. Hopefully you got some good advice and always know that your power is on.